Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is America's Trucking Network with Steve Summers. All right, back on a Wednesday. There we go. Hump day coming up. Got an email during the break there from uh, Bourbon Street. Gary. Gary called a week or so ago talking about maybe making a change. You know, they've been out on the road, uh, you know, doing the long haul thing. Yeah, leaving the house and being out for months at a time. They've been doing that for years. And uh, his wife ready to kind of retire stay home. He was asking about, I think it was XPO, wasn't it? Was it XPO Logistics? I can't remember which one it was. But uh, I'm assuming that maybe who he's going to be starting with. He said, actually, home listening tonight. Be starting my new job on Monday. Big change is coming. Uh, anyway, I'll still be able to listen to the best trucking show on radio when I start my new job. Thank you very much. So I think that's the one where he was going to be home every night versus out on the streets or out on the roads for months at a time. So I hope that all goes well. But, yeah, that'll be a big change for sure. Now, you mentioned a bit earlier, vice presidential debates typically don't matter much. Not many people actually base who they're going to vote for on vice presidential candidates in most cases. And, of course, right now it's Vice President Mike Pence and Kamala Harris. Tonight, talking about how the two tickets will differ on substance. Uh, Pence, they say, has considerable ground to make up after the president's bulldozer act last week. His bulldozer act? (laughs) And uh, Harris has the delicate task of taking on uh, the president as he recovers from the coronavirus. Uh, her toward toward the you know, the late president is expected to mirror Biden's as of late. Uh, the Democrat presidential contender and Harris have wished the president a speedy recovery. They pulled their negative television ads and implored staff to re- refrain from piling on, piling on to reporters and social media. All right, uh, the circumstances don't change Harris's overreaching objective, though, to m- methodically yoke Pence to the Trump administration's months of failures to contain this virus. Probably to zone in on Pence's role as the chair of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Yeah, the threat to the Affordable Care Act. And um, another focal point for Harris, yeah, the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. All right, uh, Harris, uh, say Pence, 
or a age view Pence is a far more polished and disciplined debater or orator than the president. Yeah, I, I don't see Mike Pence uh, being uh, the likes of Donald Trump in this debate tonight, by no means. And let's see, unlike with Trump, they say when Pence says something untrue, it's it's packaged in language that makes it harder to spot so they can try to counter it in real time. But uh, the key thing with Pence is you've got to separate style from substance. He's got to come across very measured, very thoughtful, very smooth, uh, very unlike President Trump. Okay, tonight's the night we will be carrying that debate, by the way, live uh, here on 700 WLW. You'll have a chance to tune in. All right, Devil hey, Dog. Hey, hey. All right, yeah, I'm here. Uh, yeah, beginning of the night, you are talking about the felons getting their license. They can get their license, but there's two things they can't do. They can't work for a bonded carrier because no bonding agency is going to give them issue a bond in their name, and they can't get a hazmat. So it severely limits the people that they can work for on that deal. Mm-hmm. Now, the in- Indiana governor's race, we were talking last week of the, the, the polling. Well, the new poll came out this week, and it only had the Republican and the Democrat. The Libertarian is not listed. And uh, according to Rainwater, the, the uh, GOP ran the poll, so they didn't include the they didn't include the Libertarian because he's doing so well. But the, the Democrat has gone just in a week's time has gone from twenty four percent to thirty percent. So the, the Libertarian and the Democrat are neck and neck at thirty percent, and uh, high tax Holcomb there has dropped all the way from fifty four percent all the way down to thirty six. Wow, big change. And he. And he's running scared. Rainwater held a campaign rally at, a, at at the governor's mansion. Had a couple hundred people show up with signs and banners and everything right there in front of governor's mansion. I thought that was awesome. Um, but uh, so the governor's out there, and he has no nothing to stand on. No, I did this for the state. I'm doing this for you. This is why I'm a better candidate. No, no, no. Don't vote for the Libertarian, because if you vote for the Libertarian, all you're doing is handing the state over to the Democrat. Mm-hmm. He, he's saying you may unseat him, but you're not going to seat the Libertarian. Well, apparently the Libertarian's doing so well, you don't even want to show what he's doing in the polls. Uh, so I'm not, uh, you know, I, I really hope the people in Indiana aren't going to fall for high-tax Holcomb scare tactics there and, and believe that garbage. If you're afraid the Democrat's going to win, go ahead and vote for Rainwater, the Libertarian, because Holcomb doesn't have a snowball's chance in the hell of getting reelected. Now, uh, the uh, campaign manager for uh, Rainwater was put out last week a, a message. Anybody that uh, wanted to hear them on your favorite radio show or whatever, have them contact their media relations people. So if you go to rainwaterforindiana.com, look on campaign staff, you'll see the media relations guy. Maybe you can send him a message and get him to come on one night. Uh, you know, with everything Holcomb's done to the trucking industry between the highest fuel tax increase in Indiana history, and it goes up every single year for 10 years, uh, the highest toll increases in Indiana history since Mitch Daniels, and, uh, and the last toll increase was targeted only at trucks. 
So, you know, he'd, he'd be a good candidate to get on and see where he stands on those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, especially Indiana. You know, Indiana's a crossroads of America. Yeah, okay. Holcomb's done nothing but crap all over the trucking industry since he's gotten in there. Uh, so and you, then, so uh, you, you really think he doesn't have a chance of winning them? He cannot get real. Holcomb is so... The Republicans are running away from Holcomb like rats running from a sinking ship. He doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Wow. He's gone. He's gone. He was originally, I think it was back in April, he was at like 67% in the polls. And then back in June, he was at 54%. And now he's at 36 and dropping still. And uh, this week he uh, did an interview where he said that he would shut the state down in a heartbeat if the numbers started going up again. So he's already talking, uh, in, you know, continuing the mask mandate and talking about shutting the state down again. Holcomb is not a Republican. He is a Democrat in sheep's clothing. He makes he makes John McCain look like a Republican. <laughs> okay, wow. So, yeah, and then, you know, your buddy down there in Kentucky, Andy Brashares, I bet you them people in Kentucky are, you know, having a whole bunch of voter remorse down there right now. He's he's talking during the during the news break. There, they're talking that he's going to have uh, uh, enforcement at the state level on the mask mandates because people aren't wearing wearing the mask in the stores, and and it's going to be uh, mandatory. No no mask, no shirt, no shoes, no service. You can't check out at any register in the state unless you have a mask on. So I don't know if he plans on send send the state police around to enforce it or what. But good luck with that, there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, so, do, what about like, uh, how about New York? The next step is like De Blasio putting what's a what's a thousand? He's got the mask police looking for people walking around in the streets without a mask, and it's a thousand bucks. So I was out in uh, Salem, Massachusetts last month when I go out and clean out my parents' house. It's a three hundred dollar fine if you get caught on the street without a mask. Wow. And I was just like, I didn't wear one, and I was just like, whatever. I only had one person say something to me out there, and I was like, well. I'm not from here, and I really don't care. But so I, you know, I've been all over the country. In Massachusetts, I drove. I drove from Indiana to Massachusetts and back. Spent the night in Pennsylvania. I'm in Chicago every night. I don't wear a mask unless I absolutely have to, like, go get groceries or something like that. But most stores, I think, a lot of stores in Indiana got mask fatigue right now. They're not enforcing it. You know, all your grocery stores, gas stations, you go in and. Half the people, if they're wearing them, they're wearing them on their chin. The mouth is open, nose is open. It's just a joke anymore. The masks don't work anyways, and people know it. Uh, well, I can just... I can kind of see you know going in the store or whatever you because know, you know that there's a whole stuff. But I mean, I can so I'll walk in the streets outdoors. I mean, what the? Well, that's like uh, the Colts. There, you know, I I, I heard your your uh, football team there. They get to have what twelve thousand people at the next game. Uh, Indianapolis started off with 7,500 seats is what they could have in a 30,000-seat stadium. They couldn't give tickets away. <laughs> and they're trying to blame it on, on the COVID and the mass situation. No, people just don't want anything to do with the NFL. Game, game day, they were still advertising all the local radio channels that tickets are still available. Come get tickets. There was a couple hundred tickets available. And now they can have uh, 13,000 people the next game. They can't get rid of seventy five hundred tickets. How they how they gonna get rid of thirteen thousand tickets? Uh, good question. That's didn't didn't realize that. Yep. 
So that's all I got, my friend. You have a good night. Thank you, Double Duck. About 20 past the hour. Okay. I don't know. Any, any idea? I think the, the Bengals were allowed to have 6,000 this past weekend. Any idea? Did did they have all 6,000 occupied? Or I thought I heard that, but I'll look it up to make sure. I know uh, Mike McConnell was one of those in attendance. He actually got to go to the game. Uh, I think I heard him say, uh, and I, I, I don't really understand with only 6,000 people in the stands, I, I can get it when you got fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 people down there. Uh, you leave at the end of the third quarter before, you know, the big crowd heads out so you don't get caught in a traffic jam. Hell, there were only 6,000 people there. He didn't have to leave at the end of the third quarter, did he? No, I wouldn't think so. But, yes, confirm 6,000 were there. They did. All right. And I think the next home game, they're saying another 6,000. Now, that's, that stadium holds how many? They're bumping it up to 12,000 now. Oh, they're going to bump it to 12 for the next game? Yeah, they, they actually just came down with that this past day, said that both the Bengals and the Browns will get to bump up to 12,000 fans. Okay, and a stadium that holds, like, is it 60,000 or? 65, yeah. 65. So almost 20%. That's right near what the Chiefs are allowed at uh, Arrowhead right now. Okay. All right. With that, we'll get a quick time out here, 21 past the hour on America's Trucking Network. All right, you're looking at 23 past the hour. Just looking at some of the posts. Um, one of my Facebook friends, Matthew, posted here just a few minutes ago about Eddie Van Halen, to which he says, I'm kind of beyond sad. I wanted to share a quick story about the huge heart and kindness of Eddie Van Halen. Uh, I was so lucky and just beyond excited to have spent a day at work with Ed in 2018 was one of the most exciting days of my life. When Ed walked in, I was a little nervous. I introduced myself and said, hi, nice to meet you. Uh, He said, haven't we met before? I said, nope, first time. He said, are you sure? I said, believe me, if I've met Eddie Van Halen before, I think I would have remembered. To which we all laughed. Uh, That was a great way to break the ice. At the end of the day, uh, I thought maybe I'd get a photo with him, but I wanted to be professional. Didn't want to ask. Said our goodbyes, had left. I was like, crap, no photo. Oh, well, a few weeks later, I was with uh, one of Ed's good friends. I told him how great it was to hang out, and I was just bummed I never got a photo. And he said, Ed thinks you're awesome. You should have just asked. I can hook something up for you if you'd like. And uh, just a couple weeks later, I had this EVH autographed guitar waiting for me at work. Insane. The most kind, generous gesture ever. Now, this story's not to brag. It's simply sharing a story about someone's kindness and coolness when they had no reason to go out of their way. I think it's important to share these kind of positive stories about others. Sometimes they say, never meet your heroes. Well, that's not always true. Thank you for landing on this planet, Eddie. You were truly the best. Which uh, he shares the photographs. A really cool looking uh, yellow and black guitar autographed by Eddie. How cool would that be? 
That'd be pretty awesome. And, and that's one thing, too, that it's nice whenever celebrities and, uh, you know, athletes, things like that, they, they recognize their position in people's lives. Like, that probably meant nothing as far as, like, signing a guitar and sending it to that feller. But that meant the world to Matthew. And it's really cool whenever people recognize that in the music industry, movie industry, if they're an athlete, something like that. There's plenty of athletes that do that. Obviously, there's also some that like to mess around and do their own thing. But it's nice to know that Eddie Van Halen was not one of those guys. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm assuming, but based on the story, that Matt Matthew may have been some sort of musician or something because he spent a day at work. So I guess maybe they were in a studio, and yeah, you know, I don't know what instrument he played or whatever. But you know, wanted to be the professional and say, "Can I get a picture with you, dude?" You know, so yeah, pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that story, Matthew. And uh, uh, even our friend Pappy said, "What a cool story about Eddie Van Halen." Thanks for sharing that. There you go. Yeah, miss you, Pappy. <laughs> uh, when I step out for a smoke, I still kind of glance to the right and the left, thinking, you know, he used to be, you never know, he might be out there to say hey at the top of the hour. But If he swings by now, he'd be confused because he'd be on the wrong floor. Yeah, because that, that garage has been shut down for over two weeks now. I don't think they've done anything to it. They're, they were supposed to, you know, they shut down the entrance uh, the security guys told me, oh, they're just they're going to pressure wash it and repaint the lines. It's been two and a half weeks. And they yeah, paint. they haven't done anything. They pressure wash them with a toothbrush? I, <laughs> okay. And whoever they had out there, they're, 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 if you notice, I don't know if you've been down there, you they, they had to kind of scrape the lines around where the, the curb is at the doors, where the yellow paint is. They had, they had some poor guy out there. Uh, rather than using some sort of a power tool, which they make things that could really scrape the paint off and all that very easy, gave the dude a scraper, a hand scraper, to go out there and scrape all the way around. I mean, that's like, that's way too much manual labor with the tools we have available in this day and age. Like, dude. All right, a news update on America's Trucking Network. I don't know if I got back to the rest of the story, as they call it. Here's the, uh, yeah, the big headline. Trump uh, pretty much just uh, told uh, his administration, enough is enough to you stop wasting your breath. Stop talking. Uh, with, the- with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Democrats about trying to come up with a COVID relief package. They've been doing this for months. And they're at a deadlock. So, yeah, even though both sides actually did give in somewhat, but for whatever reason, they've not been able to come to any sort of a a resolution. And then late Tuesday night, yeah, I, I think this is, as we've seen over these last almost four years, 
the magnificent chess player that Donald Trump is, uh, where he makes a move and uh, anticipates what the response to that move is going to be. He knows in advance, and oftentimes uh, the Democrats will take the bait, doing exactly what he thought they were going to do. Now, he shut down the talks. Oh, the stock market reacted negatively. The Dow dropped almost 400 points instantly. And, of course, Nancy Pelosi immediately says, this just goes to show you he doesn't care about the people. Yeah, those stimulus checks are needed by millions of people. Yeah, the number of people that are still out of work, struggling to get by on their minimal unemployment check. He doesn't care about you. And uh, so he waits a few hours, and he sends out several tweets. If I'm if I'm sent a standalone bill for stimulus checks, you know, the $1,200, they go out to our great people immediately. I'm ready to sign it right now. I think I shared that tweet earlier. Are you listening, Nancy? Are you listening, McCarthy, Pelosi, Schumer? Uh, then he tweets. Those tweets followed the call to halt the stimulus talks, Yeah, which he said we're, we're not going to have any more discussion until after the election. Uh, He also tweeted his proposal for saving the airlines from the massive furloughs and the layoffs. Sending the tweet, quote, the House and Senate should immediately approve $25 billion for airline payroll support and $135 billion for paycheck protection program for small business. Both of these will be fully paid for with unused funds from the CARES Act. We have this money. I will sign now. See, what he's pretty much saying is, you guys are bickering back and forth. You've got these big, Democrats initially had a $3 trillion deal. Republicans had a, what was it, a $1 trillion, which they've then bumped up to $1.6 trillion. Democrats have backed off to, was 2.3. There's still more than a half trillion dollar difference between the two packages. But what the gridlock is, is there's much as the case was for the CARES Act. There's all this pork money for things that have nothing whatsoever to do with COVID. That's what was stuck in the CARES Act. We, we talked yeah, following the passage of that. All these yeah, millions and millions that have nothing to do whatsoever with Relief from the pandemic. This is what they typically try to do in D.C. So the president says, you know what we need. The people that are suffering need their stimulus check. The people on unemployment need their boost in unemployment. The airlines, which are about to furlough tens of thousands, need some additional assistance just come on, give me give me the authorization, and I'll sign the bill right now. Now, can, can Nancy and Chuck later today come out and say, the president doesn't care about you, he's refusing to sign our package? Yeah. Again, that's, that's the game of chess. Uh, on an unrelated topic, though, this past evening he sent out another tweet, 
about the declassification of all the Russia investigation hoax documents, saying the investigation of the investigators, known as the Durham probe, was taking too long. The Durham probe has been going on and on and on. We were waiting for the spring. We were waiting for the summer. Then we said, you can't get so close to the election because it'll be uh, described as a ploy. So I don't know. I believe uh, the headlines are saying he is declassifying all the documents, and I believe the unredacted versions, which pretty much means everybody will have access to see everything surrounding the Russian hoax investigation. Okay, so some of the latest developments, what are we looking at? About 17 before the hour. I'll get back to your calls right after this on ATN. All right, back to the phones we go. Uh, hello there, Chef Guy. Hey, good morning. Yeah, the uh, oh, I thought uh, earlier we were talking uh, about the felony and not being able uh, Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, they keep packing more and more stuff on that to make people a felon. So it just, it, when they keep, they keep packing more and more stuff on it, it sort of takes the, uh, uh, it takes, they got, they're going to have to open up the bottom end because they're just, it's just like me. I've, I've had three, three times facing a uh, felony charge. Uh, two times there was DOT check. Most times it was that uh, spin plate on the front of the trailer. I mean, my first one was in Pennsylvania going to Erie, and it, it, it had rusted off. I mean, the trailer was a 1955, you know, top cut out turned into a chip trailer. Oh, this was in uh, 80, 82 or 83. I'm, I'm not sure the date. But, yeah, the state DOT cop in Pennsylvania said, well, I'm supposed to impound the, tra- the trailer and, and arrest you. He said, but I'm going to let you go. He said, make sure you get one put on there and don't come back to the state. He said, because I'm a state DOT, a federal boy catch you, and they'll probably do it. And the other one was just outside of Ohio. I made a delivery with a flatbed. It was a 1960. And uh, it's the same thing. It was just covered in black, covered with rust, and the bin plate and it fell off. And, uh, yeah, I went to court on that one. And uh, uh, my boss was standing there with me. And the judge says, uh, you know, my boss said, can we pay the fine and go? And the judge says, well, it's a year in jail or such and such, and it's such a time. And I looked at my boss and said, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And, uh, and so they reset a court date come back. And uh, the thing is, they, I feel sorry for the state trooper. He did not impound the trailer. And so whenever we got there, the state trooper there, and uh, the judge looked at the state trooper and said, uh, where's the trailer? And he said, uh, didn't impound it. He said, lack of evidence, send everybody home. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, and, and oddly enough, I, just not more than a year ago on this company, I pointed out that a bin plate, because they just got a trailer back that's been rebuilt. Somebody hit the front left corner of it. 
and they rebuilt it. When they rebuilt it, they didn't put the bed plate back on. And I, I told them, no, he ain't taking that because uh, it don't have the bed plate that's federal. And Bobby says, I'll go on. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> so, so without a letter or nothing, it's all these wood chips, man, I'm telling you what, it's a different world complete. But, uh, yeah, my producer yeah, says it sounds like you're in a room full of typewriters. Yeah, it's bumpy road down here. It's real bad, and I'm, in a, like, ba- I'm in a very remote spot. Sounds like uh, your your ride's beating the crap out of you. Yeah, I'm on my way to Savannah tonight. Uh, Charleston shut down for repairs. Oh. <laughs> so I was, hey, I'm going to sit back and copy the mail on my way down to Savannah. All right, enjoy that bumpy road. Bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Hey, what's cooking, Chef? Ah, not too much, Steve. So, so when, when's this hurricane coming ashore down there in the Gulf? Uh, late Friday into early Saturday. Okay. Okay, so I'll be driving right into it. Yay! Mm, okay, well, what's your destination? Well, I suppose supposed to be picking up a woman to North Carolina going to Port of Houston. Really? Yeah. The Port of Houston, I mean, based on the current projections, you may be far enough to the west where you shouldn't see much out of it. Maybe some rain and whatnot, but... Well, well I'll be driving right through it coming across you know, Mississippi, Louisiana, so... Hmm, okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, beautiful night here in Illinois. Finally, all the solar power morons are in the truck stop sleeping, so don't have to play as much you know, leapfrog and dodge them. Yeah, so, I mean, timing-wise, like when are you supposed to be going across Alabama, Mississippi, and all that? Well, I, I was supposed to be picking up uh, Saturday out of Wilmington, North Carolina, and then head, head to Houston, I believe. I believe I delivered here Monday or Tuesday. So, really, you're supposed to be going through there, like, on Saturday into Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, your timing yeah. your timing couldn't be a whole hell of Perfect. a lot worse. Yeah. 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 No, just, just hopefully I have about 40,000 pounds of fuel, nuclear fuel rides on I'm going to the I'm thinking port, you'll so. probably have some road closures and what. I mean, you know, with these past hurricanes, yeah. the, the flooding has shut down 10 and, I mean, major interstates. Yeah, I, I, I've already planned. I'm going to cut across 20, you know, get, get over to the western part of Louisiana and then, then go, go down 59 down towards Houston, you know. Uh, try to avoid as much as I can, but. Good times, uh, good times. That's it. Yeah, I'm thinking for as crazy as this summer has been with all the uh, the impacts of hurricane, tropical weather down there in Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, uh, I guess I mean, right now they should be in the process of, again, staging probably hundreds of electric line workers and uh, food relief, water relief. You know, trucks need to be getting positioned and stationed in uh, some of the areas where they can roll in there quickly after the storm pushes through. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I better stop it. it. Wally hell and buy my water wings and uh, inner tube, huh? And then you got to wonder about, you know, people fueling up and evacuating and, you know, maybe having supplies of fuel begin to run low. I'm, 
Yeah, probably if you're further up north along 20, you may not have that issue. But I, I remember these uh, the last couple of hurricanes. Everybody fuels up and tries to head north. And with this thing being a Category 5, I think people a little further inland will probably all be headed north with this one. Yeah. Oh, they they, they should. Yeah, now, only the, the stupid of the stupid will, will stay, stay home and, oh, all right, I go. Yeah, I, I I lived in Virginia Beach for 15, 17 years, and yeah, her, Category 1, Category 2, didn't worry about it, but yeah, you get the 3 and 4, eh, let's head to Richmond, you know. Get in and... Yeah. Get, get in land at least 100 miles. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so how many days till Christmas? Oh, where are we at? 78? <laughs> Something like that. Close. Oh, okay. Damn, you're keeping track. Only because this one guy emails me every night with the countdown. All right, Chef, <laughs> thank you for the call. I'm trying to remember, last night it was either 79 or 78. So Something like that. It's yeah, a quick time out here. It's 888-860-8785 on America's Trucking Network. I think the odds of Chevy guy getting to his destination with his truck in one piece. <laughs> yeah, it did sound like it was rattling. Like, yeah. After you said, sounds like he's in a room full of typewriters. I thought, yeah, there is. There are some things kind of banging and clicking around in there. It was on the rumble strip or something. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, next stop for John Osborne in the spirit of the American Trucker OOIDA tour trailer. Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, scheduled to be at the Bloomsburg PA, TA. Uh, yeah, that's the Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, TA, <laughs> P-A-T-A. Uh, let's see here. Today, 7th, 8th, and 9th. Uh, that's exit 232 off of I-80. Bloomsburg, TA, has 190 parking spots for commercial trucks. Country Pride Dining Room, open 8 a.m. till 10 p.m. There is a pet area for Sassy, who is the canine co-pilot of the spirit. Uh, Also a walking trail. Uh, This was a a buckhorn truck stop uh, back in the day, according to John, back when I had a head full of hair and it wasn't silver blonde. Uh, This particular truck stop is in an unincorporated area called Buckhorn, just north of Bloomsburg. The town of Bloomsburg is on the bank of the Sequoia or Susquehanna River. Not that you can see that from the truck stop, although the interstate crosses the river further east. One of the perks of traveling in that area is sampling some of the regional food specialties. John says he's looking forward uh, to Bloomsburg on that count. I'll be in uh, Pennsylvania, so I'm going to have some scrapple. Scrapple? Pennsylvania, the slang for the state names Pennsylvania and Kentucky. That's what they call rural parts of Pennsylvania, kind of like we call Hamiltucky. There in Hamilton, Ohio. Is it because it's rural, though? <laughs> well, what are you saying? Huh? Scrapple is the Pennsylvania Dutch specialty born of 
hard scrapple existence and the drive to use every bit of meat left over from butchering a pig. I've heard some people try to describe Geta as a kind of scrapple, which I I don't know. I, I, I think that's kind of a generalization, but that's essentially the comparison. Okay. It's, kind of, it's, it's, it's a loaf made of pork scraps, cornmeal, wheat, and buckwheat flour. Then uh, the slices are often pan-seared before serving. So that's kind of... It's kind of what they do with the getta. Kind of. But that is, getta is more of what? It's it's oatmeal and, and pork, isn't it? Yeah, it's not it's not necessarily the scraps or anything like that. No. <laughs> okay. Scrapple. I never tried it. All right, so stop on by. See John. He'll be there today, Thursday, and Friday. And with that, let's... I'll tell you what, I look at the clock. We're almost a news update, so hang in there, Glenn, up in Newport News, Virginia. We'll get you coming up out of the break. And, of course, lines available around the country. As always, it's 888-860-8785. 860-TRUK. They tell us on the same day that thousands of drivers were notified about being eligible possibly in this $28 million class action settlement against New Prime. Uh, the company uh, tells the drivers, ignore the email. It's it's a phishing scam. More to come here on America's Trucking Network. This is News Radio 700 WLW. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.